We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, Tuesday, May the 9th. 2023 hope you're all doing well chris phillips here your host of the daily crow of the spurs up show we are live rocking and rolling 843-790-3377 that is where you can call the show text the show we will take your questions your comments and your calls here on this tuesday i see ga justin langford c youngblood john edward travi brendan m ethan what's going on also those who are in the big cock club discord Head over to the TDC Questions channel, the TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there. Guys, really excited to chat with you all here on this Tuesday. Again, really, really pumped for some things going on behind the scenes that I'll get into in just a second. Of course, as always, TDC and the Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. When you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. <clears throat> to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, you can play literally anything and everything. College sports, pro sports, you name it. They've got it over at <clears throat> Price Picks. Excuse me. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Price Picks. And you should as well. So again, go download the Price Picks app. Or go to pricepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match out of $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Again, guys, really excited to chat with you all here on this Tuesday. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm just fired up, guys, and I'll start there. I've got the phone lines closed up for the moment for the first 10 minutes or so of the show because there are things going on behind the scenes. that uh, I'm very, very excited about. I'm sure many of you in your own lives, your own ventures, whether it be be business, relationships, whatever it might be, whatever it is, doesn't matter really what it is, but we've all had that eureka moment, that light bulb moment or that conversation or that event or that thing that shapes our being or just sparks us, right? Like that light bulb moment. It clicks a mind-blowing moment. And it doesn't take a lot. It just maybe a shifting of perspective or advice from a friend or someone sharing what has helped them to be successful, whatever it might be. We've had those moments, right? I had one yesterday afternoon driving home from Columbia, South Carolina after we did our conversation with Brad Lowing, which is absolutely electric, and that will drop on the podcast 
on Thursday. But I had one of those. And to say that I've become complacent or, you know, resting on laurels, that, that is totally inaccurate. But we've gotten to a point with TSUS and with the Daily Crow where, you know, you implement systems and you let those systems work, right? And we, we've worked and they've worked well. But you can always improve. So I say all that to say without going into great detail and everything, I would rather just let the actions speak for itself, the changes speak for themselves, and you guys make the adjustments on the fly because there will be changes coming. And this is, has nothing to do, by the way, with the big news that I teased months ago. I know many of you will say, is this the big news? This has nothing to do with that. That's something that's still down the pipeline. Hopefully we'll share with you guys later this summer when everything comes to fruition and the, the litigation kind of stops back and forth and we finally come to a resolution. But this is something where the way that we produce content and the way that we distributed content is going to get a major facelift. And it is going to improve the consumer experience. It is going to improve the business massively. Massively. I truly do believe that. Speaking to Brandon M., by the way, the big news, 110% exists, my friend. I can assure you. I can assure you it exists. So back to what I was saying, though. So there's certain things with the way that we produce content, specifically with the Daily Crow, specifically with the podcast, specifically with the live streams. And I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about it because I like sh I like shaking things up a little bit. I, I like enhancing the overall product. I like enhancing the consumer experience, and I like doing things that elevate business, right, and that make business sense while also providing value to the end consumer. That's how you know you've hit the sweet spot, right? When you're able to make a decision that it benefits business greatly and it also improves the consumer experience greatly. So the first thing I'll share with you is this. And I see Lynn Turner, I see some others, all of my Facebook peeps, Brian Dean, Justin Langford, Travi, I see you all. Enjoy Facebook for this last week because we're getting off Facebook. Not TSUS as a whole, The Daily Crow. The Daily Crow, starting next week, and I feel like this is a decision I probably should have made a while ago. It's a no-brainer decision. Right now, we stream to Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And I did that in the beginning because it made the like it made sense to hey let's utilize all of our social media platforms let's get the messaging out the show out as far as we possibly can. Guys, from the business sense, YouTube is the only one of those platforms that this live show being distributed to is beneficiary or, or beneficial, I should say. Okay, YouTube is the only one of those platforms in which you can monetize. So if you're a fan of the show, which if you're tuned in, you probably are. And it's not a big change. Everybody's got YouTube. Everybody has a YouTube account. Starting next week, starting Monday, I'm going to remind you all week long so that people on Facebook aren't asking me, hey, Chris, where's the Daily Crow? Where did it go? And we'll be posting the link to the show. But this is going to be a YouTube exclusive show. I've made that decision. I'm 110% firm in that. This is going to be a YouTube exclusive show. I feel like in content and in anything, you can give too many options. You know what I mean? You can almost give too many options. And having all these different platforms, like we got a couple that trickle in on Twitter. We got a couple that trickle in on Twitch. 
I know our Facebook crowd is pretty solid, but I don't think it's really that big of a deal if you're a big fan to move over, to transition over to YouTube. So that's what we're going to do. TDC will be an exclusively YouTube show beginning on Monday. That is going to take effect Monday. And again, the reason being, number one, you look at it, you look at the shows that, you know, you look at live shows where they stream, it's YouTube. All these live shows stream on YouTube. It makes the most sense. And again, from the business side of things, guys, YouTube is the platform you can monetize. So like if you really want if you really want to help the business and help the show and all that, tuning in on YouTube is what helps the most. You know what I mean? It's what helps the most. So you know, it makes business sense. It makes sense in the sense of just, hey, come to YouTube. One spot. YouTube. This is it. This is it. We'll still have. We'll still post the links on Facebook, Twitter. I'll throw it on our Instagram story. Hey, show coming up in 30 minutes. Show coming up in an hour. Whatever. Right? And it will still be scheduled out. And I'll probably post the links when we schedule it out. So you'll have the link. Right? I see Matt's comment. Let me get to this. I hate to keep bugging you. Can you tell me which of the select designs hats are the Richardson 112 in the TSUS store? Um, Matt, this one. Uh, I mean, I think they've got the, the what hat they are in the description, Matt. I could be wrong. I mean, you can tell the difference between which of those hats in there are the foam hats and which are like the Richardson 112 trucker hats. So, like, I mean, a lot of the hats in there are Richardson 112. A lot of them. A lot of them. Gavin, I've never heard of Rumble in my entire life. No, we're going to be exclusively YouTube. Exclusively YouTube. It just makes the most sense. I, I feel like it's like the most no-brainer decision. I, I, I've been, you know, there's been a part of me like, well, I don't want to cut off the, the Facebook crowd, whatever. Right? But if you're really a fan of the show, you're going to come to YouTube. And I know that you guys are. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. And like I said, guys, there's other things in the pipeline, behind the scenes, again, the way that we distribute content, the way that we distribute content via iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, via the podcast channels, the way we distribute content on YouTube, right? So what I can tell you without going into great detail, the podcast is going to become much more consumable, Right? It's going to be much more consumer-friendly because we live in a day and age in which I'm posting the Daily Crow to the podcast feed every single day, and it's an hour and 47 minutes, hour and 45 minutes. Realistically, and I know some people do, which thank you, truly thank you. Nobody wants to sit down, though, and listen to an hour and 45-minute show. It just... Especially when it's dropped in the daily. Like, most people don't have two hours to dedicate. However, they will tune into four 25-minute segments. You see where I'm going with this? So there's going to be some shakeups. There's going to be some facelifts. Also, guys, I, I'll go ahead and get out in front of it as well. I said I wasn't going to go into details, and here I am going into details. There's going to be some changes to the Daily Crow. There are. There's going to be some changes to the Daily Crow because I can't sit here and say as an entrepreneur that I pride myself on flexibility and, what other word? Efficiency. I can't say I pride myself on efficiency if I'm not taking efficient action. So when it comes to, like, the podcast, the Daily Crow, 
am I being the most efficient? I'm, I'm not. We're, we're absolutely not. Now, I'm not telling you that to say that I'm taking anything away from the podcast because I'm not. I'm not. I want to make sure y'all know that I'm not. But the way in which we, like I said, the way in which we distribute content, it's going to change. It's, it's going to change for the better, for the better. Everything's just going to get a facelift. Everything's going to get a, 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 a revamp, if you will, to a degree. And I think it's going to be much more, cons- I know for a fact, it's going to be much more consumer friendly. It's going to be business friendly. It's going to help the business. And I can assure you, Bruin Nation, I see your comment for those who are concerned. We will not move out of this slot. 12 to 2 is our slot. Hell, we may go 12 to 3, but we're not going to move out of 12 to 2. I can assure you we're not. We're not going to move out of this slot. So I promise, I promise that you don't have to worry about, are we going to move to a more? No, we're going to stay here. I, I love this slot. This is perfect for my daily routine. This is perfect for my schedule. I know many of you say, Chris, I love that it breaks my day up. It breaks my day up too. I love it. I love it. I, I The only other option I do is the morning show, and I'm already not like really a morning person. Because if I did the, if you do the late show, I just hate the feeling of like we're sitting around all day and we have this pending task that we have to take care of. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not saying that it's like a daunting task, but I would just rather get after it. I'd rather get after it. So, and I'm going to have my guy Skyland call back in. I should have put my phone on Do Not Disturb as well. My guy Skyland calls my 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 personal phone instead of calling the eight four three number. It's all good. Just give me two more minutes, and I promise we'll open up the phone lines. But that's something that's going to change, by the way. And there will probably be some pushback. There will probably be some pushback from some people on the way. But, you know, right now, TDC has no structure. And that's one of the things that makes it great, right? It has no structure. But I this show can get a lot better. It, it can. This show can get a lot better. This show can be enhanced with a little bit of structure. It absolutely can. It absolutely can. And I'm not telling you we're going to take away questions. I'm not telling you we're going to take away calls. But there might, there's going to be some adjustments made. There's going to be some adjustments made. So, with that being said, uh, by the way, guys, really excited to Check out on, well, it's all across social media. I need to upload it to YouTube Reels. I'll do that in our first break. Oh, by the way, you know what else this means? You know what else this means? We're going to move exclusively to YouTube on Monday. Guess what? Music is going to return. Let's go. Music in the intro, music in the break. (laughs) We fought so long with Facebook copyright BS. Uh, Music will come back. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. It will be the TSUS intro music that you hear on the podcast all the time. So music's going to come back. I'm really glad about that. I'm I'm happy that music will return. So many of you have asked, Chris, what about music? What about music? It'll return. So I'm excited. If you can't tell, guys, I'm I'm fired up. I'm excited. You know, not that I don't normally wake up excited, fired up, but like I get excited to improve and again, I, I just, I had a conversation. I want to shout him out to Brian Driscoll of Irish Breakdown. Those guys run a Notre Dame entity. And I found myself, a lot of similarities with this guy. He's been running his business since 2019. We've been doing the business full-time since 2019. <clears throat> the way they produce content with a live show. Like, I, there were a lot of similarities. But 
you know, I'm someone, guys, if you want to succeed as an entrepreneur, if you want to succeed as an entrepreneur, be a sponge. Don't think you have it all figured out. Remove the ego of being right. And so I'm constantly trying to learn and evolve. And again, that I want to shout out Brian Driscoll because that conversation with him, he called me seeking out guidance or advice, if you will, on social media. They're not on, they're not on, uh, on Instagram. He was just asking, hey, is Instagram where they? And then I started talking to him about his content. And I mean, guys, it was just a, we were on the phone an hour and a half, just a mind-blowing conversation, truly, in the best of ways. I mean, a mind-blowing conversation. One of those convos that I think I'll look back on and be like, this, this greatly shaped the way I do things greatly shaped for the better the way that I attack content and attack business. So I want to thank Brian Driscoll for that. Um, also, guys, really excited about the mini vlog series. We dropped it already on YouTube, or excuse me, on, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're going to drop that on YouTube Reels in our first break. I forgot to do that. I want to make Reels a thing with this. Uh, behind the Beak was our vlog series, which these were normally 10 to 15-minute videos. Again, Nobody wants to consume that, guys. We just live in a clip world, right? You have to embrace it. So I'm doing a mini vlog series. Now, it's not going to be every single day because there's only so many times I can show you, hey, I'm having my coffee. Hey, we're doing the daily croak. Like, you guys know that. But I'd like to do it two to three times a week and just use it as an opportunity, a mini vlog series, minute to minute and a half. We're going to have it in, you know, real format, if you will, clip format. A really quick mini vlog series where I'll narrate it and just kind of pull the curtain behind the scenes and show you how the sauce is made and just what's going on. For example, Thursday, I'll shoot some video and I'll document Thursday because we are going to Gastonia to meet up with this group of guys that I think are probably going to become our new merch uh, vendor, merch distributor, merch producer, whatever you want to call it. So that'll be a really cool thing to show. Again, that's some behind the scenes stuff that's really neat. It, that's also, again, it's all about improving the customer experience. That's going to improve the customer experience greatly. Uh, also, by the way, I wanted to mention this. I'm going to be doing some more things with the Big Cock Club. We're going to make the Big Cock Club more appealing, right? We're going to make the Big Cock Club more appealing. I want to grow the Big Cock Club audience. I want to grow the Big Cock Club community. I want to give people a community where they really feel like they're part of a community and they long to be part of that community. Am I going to sit here and tell you that what I'm not going to do is go to social media and say, hey, you know what? Now you should join the Big Cock Club because I'm an insider and we get inside information. I'm going to tell you things they don't know and we're going to get the scoop first. I'm not going to say that. I, I'm just not. Now, listen, naturally doing what I do, you look across the board, the follower numbers speak for themselves. You know, who we've had on the show, who we've interviewed, listen, you're a damn fool if you don't think that the TSUS has some inside connects, has some pull, has some contacts. Like, there's just no way you grow an entity to this level without running into those type of connects. I'm not patting myself on the back or bragging. It's just the reality. I mean, guys, literally, I won't say the name, but it goes to last week. I post Shane Beamer's quotes on social media about, hey, we're – you know, we, we didn't take this kid because he wanted an immediate starting spot, an immediate starting spot, and he's going to another SEC school. I post that quote, and obviously that went, you know, pretty crazy, right? People were like, who is it? Like, people are guessing who it is. And many folks thought it was the Notre Dame running back, right? Naturally. I literally get a DM from someone who works directly for Gamecocks football. 
Don't tell anybody. But works directly for Gamecocks football. Right? They DM me like 10 minutes after I post the graphic. And they say, hey, man, do you mind letting people know or please let people know that Shane's quote wasn't in reference to Logan Diggs, the Notre Dame running back. So while I'm not going to sell the big cock club as like this is some insider thing and I'm going to give you a bunch of crystal balls and we're going to have every single inside scoop before everyone else. You join the big cock club, I mean, you can ask the people who are in it. You're getting a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that we don't post on social media. A lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. All right? So, and I'm going to make the big cock club more appealing across the board. Like, for example, you know, I'm a big in-game tweeter. I love to in-game tweet. My mindset on that is shifting. Like, if you want to know my thoughts in game, come to the Big Cock Club Discord. That's where we'll. That's where we'll chat and conversate. That's where we will have our in game commentary. Now, I might throw up a tweet every now and then if there's just something I want to get out there. But that's going to transition to, like, I'm not going to be tweeting after every play anymore. I'm just not doing that. Like, come to the Big Cock Club if you want to chat. Right. Build a community where we can all kind of get away from the madness almost of Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and we can all conversate in there. And I'm still kind of brainstorming on ways we can make the Big Cock Club more appealing. And I've got some in my mind that I'll keep to myself for now. But this change will probably be coming rather soon. And it'll impact those who want to join and it'll impact those who are already in the Big Cock Club in a very, very positive way. And I'll just leave it at that. So anyways, as you can tell, there's a lot of exciting things happening. A lot of exciting things happening. I, I'm, I'm very pumped, man. I'm very pumped. I'm, I'm as excited for the future and as excited in business as I've, as I've ever been. Put it that way. I'm as excited as I've ever been. And I love to try new things and I love to evolve and I love to grow and it's why I say, guys, like we're only 1% of the way because you just continue to reinvent yourself and you continue to experiment and learn and evolve. And one last thing, one last thing, and I will open up the phone lines. One last thing, okay? I just want to make this point. I want to make this point. And I'm not going to call the guy out by name and I got no problem with the guy. But I think this is a great learning opportunity or just a great lesson. You know, I know you guys see all the madness on social media. You do, right? You do. You see all the madness on social media. And you also know that it's not reciprocated in any way. These people that hate my guts, that would love to see me dead in a ditch, that want to get me canceled, it's not reciprocated. I have no hate or animosity. Hell, I have empathy for those people. Empathy for people who are miserable enough in their own existences to go on to social media and say something. Because, guys, you're not living a happy life if you're doing that. Trolls are not happy human beings in the real world. Trolls are broken human beings, broken individuals that are taking all of their problems and insecurities and they're using Twitter an anonymous account, no picture, not even, can't even put their name. They're using that as an outlet to project their insecurities and their problems 
onto somebody else because it makes them feel a little bit better. And I have empathy for people that are at that point. I really do. I mean, I really do. Because you got to be a miserable person. A miserable person to act that way on social media to someone you have never met and know really nothing about. Anyways, I'm not going to name him by name. Somebody who has been part of the Carolina Slapdick community has gone with the, with the crowd. Shot me a DM yesterday asking for advice. Hey, man, what, what do you use for your Discord? What do you use for this, that? And guys, I don't believe in gatekeeping anyone from achieving their dreams and their goals. Like, dude, that's why I'm saying it, it doesn't matter what you've said about me. Like, dude, if you stop and your goal and your dream and your vision is to cover the Gamecocks, I am not going to gatekeep that. Hell, I support the more the merrier. Iron sharpens iron. I really do view it that way. Like, we all make each other better. We're all Gamecock fans. I don't know why it gets so personal, to be honest with you. We're all Gamecock fans. So I'm more than happy to help out anybody. You need help with equipment. You need help with the business side, monetization. Dude, I, I'm not going to gatekeep anything because I was once zero follower, 100 follower, and like, bro, I would have loved to have had a resource to help me. I would have loved that. I had to just fail and continue to fail and get better and fail and get better and fail and get better. And so my point is this. Just maybe consider the next time you're a dickhead to somebody on social media that you may seek out advice from at some point. Why burn a bridge you don't have to burn? A lot of times it's about who you know, not what you know. And there's just no point in burning a bridge, guys. And the next person you reach out to, they may not believe what I believe. They might, they may not, <clears throat> they not, they, they may not approach the situation with empathy and forgiveness and grace. They may be a dickhead. And they may tell you to go, go screw off. You see what I'm saying? So just think about that when you're on social media, that you know what? It's always a better idea. And I'm speaking to myself because early on in this, I was very combative. I was very, took everything personally. It's much more fulfilling and it's much more enjoyable to be the person to take the higher road on social media because, again, you just never know where your paths may cross. You may reach out to somebody seeking advice. You, you just never know. I just want to make that point. Just make that point because I thought it was ironic, the kid that reached out to me yesterday, and, and I helped him and responded, but like, I'm just like, isn't this funny? Like If I was a real, if I was a real douche, I, I could respond in that type of way. But I did not because, again, I don't believe in gatekeeping people from their dreams. Like, if that's your goal and your aspiration, man, the more the merrier. I, truly, man, the more the merrier. You're, as I've said before, and I'll say again, your light does not shine brighter trying to dim someone else's. It, it never will. It never will. And I see, I think this is Dakota who has also done his best to drag my name to the mud saying you should expose them. What, what, what would I gain from that? And what, what is the point of that? I, 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 I stand no taller by doing that. I would much rather help the kid out or help out whoever and just keep it moving. I would much rather put out positive energy. Negative energy gets a negative result every single freaking time. Positive energy doesn't always get a positive result, but negative energy, 
It's going to be a negative result every time. I can tell you that too. And I've learned that from social media. I've learned that from experience. I have, I have not even, I've said things that are like subtle. I've said things that were, I wasn't even calling anybody out directly, but I can recall specific instances in which I have put out negative energy behind something. And guess what happened? A negative result. Whether I intended to it or not, I had negative emotions driving that statement or whatever I was doing. And it, it produced a negative result. And I don't know who Polly Lewis is, but you put out negative energy all the time. Polly, there's a difference in being negative and giving a sports take. I think that's where also people struggle. There's a difference. Like, there's a difference. I don't know how, I don't, I don't feel like I have to explain that. I don't feel like I have to explain that. Just because, let's say I picked Carolina to go six and six, that's not being negative. It's just giving a prediction. Or saying that South Carolina was a loser in the transfer portal. It's not being negative. It's just a take. That's all it is. <laughs> That's all it is. So, again, I, I think most of you understand that. I think most of you understand that. Remove the personal from, like, sports takes. You see what I'm saying? And then what's funny is, again, people don't give... Make sure, Polly, you give credence to the clip I post later today about why is Vegas sleeping on the Gamecocks for the third year in a row. Those clips don't get the love. And Polly, it's fine. We can agree to disagree. That's called negativity. Well, Polly, again, there are other entities that will sunshine pump and just give you, quote-unquote, positivity 24-7. They're not this entity. They're just not. You know that by now. You know that. You know what you've signed up for at this point. All right, I'm going to get off my soapbox. Like I said, guys, just the whole point of me saying what I said, even the ones who have done their best to, quote-unquote, cancel us off the internet, which is laughable, I would still show love and I would show empathy. Because you know what? I look at it this way, too. If you got to a point where you were achieving your dreams, you'd probably be a much happier person. And I want that for you. I don't want anybody to be miserable. I don't want anybody to be hateful and negative and, and, and just throw just shit on social media. I, I don't want to see anybody in that place. And I don't want to see a fellow Gamecock. Whether you like it or not, we pull for the same team. Whether you like it or not, we pull for the same team. Anyways, all right. Phone lines are open. Let's jump into it. 843-790-337. Hey, Gamecocks taking on North Florida today. Thank you all so much for allowing me to rant. Uh, just had some things I wanted to discuss, but uh, excited guys today. Gamecocks taking on North Florida, 4 o'clock. Um, I don't know that we'll stream the game in the Big Cock Club Discord, but I will definitely be in there commenting during the game. All right, let's jump to the phone line. Hey, Skylar, what's up, man? How are you? Good, good, good. Hey, man, I completely understand about the negative, the negative talk because I get it every day when it comes to this baseball team. No, I, I yeah, I mean, dude, listen, it's, it's again, it's, I mean, if, if you're just Debbie Downer 24-7, 365, like that's one thing. But if you're just calling it as you see it, I mean, listen, and no, nobody says my opinion is right. It's just your opinion. It's, it's just your opinion. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, listen, like you're, you know, but it, but it's funny. You know you're winning when, I mean, I, I've, I've caught it from both sides. When Muschamp was the coach, I was labeled as toxic and negative and the worst. Musch, yep. uh, Shane Beamer's first year. Shane Beamer's first year, 
even when Carolina was getting killed, I was like, hey, it's year one. Like, let's let's give Beamer time. And I was labeled as, oh, you're sunshine pumping. You're being overly positive. Like, when you got both sides coming, I guess you know you've won. But anyway, I, you know, I, I've you may disagree with me. But it's okay. It's it's a beautiful thing to disagree. Hell, I said yesterday that maybe the the cold streak we're on right now is the, the best thing that could have happened to Carolina baseball. Maybe we're getting our cold streak out of the way. Maybe we're not. I don't know. But I think the same thing. Like, I try to tell people, like, you know, when people uh, want to uh, blame uh, injuries, I try to tell people this weekend you scored enough runs to take that series. That was 100% on pitching. Yeah, I mean, you look at the last two weekends, dude. 9.87 ERA from your starters specifically. I mean, that that tells the story. I mean, that, that tells the story for sure. I mean, you know, no, I, I look at Kentucky this way. Like, all three phases weren't good enough, but you don't stand a chance when your pitching's that bad, man. I mean, you got guys, your starters can't even get out of the fifth inning, right? So, um, I don't you got to get more out of them. I don't yeah. care if McGillis, Wimmer, you know, Christian Walker, Evan Marzilli, Jackie Bradley Jr. is in that lineup. Hmm. If you're giving up 14, 15 runs a game – no, you're not going to win. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. I mean, and, and I'll say this too, man. I think I you may have heard me yesterday, but it's crazy when you look back at the 2010 team, the way they cl- – and I'm not, you know, who knows if these guys are going to be anywhere near what those guys were. But you look at the way they closed out the season. Lost two of their final three SEC series and went two and Q in the SEC tournament. Ended up, right. winning, the whole, ended up winning the whole thing. Had to go on the road for a super, right? We all recall that. Had to go on the road for a super, go to Coastal Carolina. Hey, that might happen again. That could happen again. I don't think it will, but, you you know, Coastal's right there. They could be a top eight national seed. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. It's uh, I still, got, one, still got a lot of baseball left, man. A lot of baseball I, left. I, I know it's going to piss a lot of fans off. I do not want to play Clemson in our regional. That is a very, very hot team right now. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're getting hot. They're, they're, they're absolutely hot. They're absolutely hot, man. Um, I mean, I, there's, there's a reason, man, I, I told you that when they hired Eric Backich, I, I loved that hire. I mean, I think he's a great coach, and I think he's going to have Clemson baseball back on the map. I really do. I mean, it's – it's. I mean, their baseball program is like ours just without the national championships. I mean, they've got great history. I mean, they're one of the blue bloods of college baseball, I would say. Again, they're not anywhere at South Carolina's level, but they're very good. I mean, they're very good. There's no question. So – I like Backich a lot. I'm glad we got them when we got them, um, you know, early in the season because they weren't very – I mean, they were, you know, they weren't very – although we, you know, we lost game one. I mean, they weren't very good, but, yeah, the run they've gone on has been crazy, man. So, uh, it's, it's you know, it, it just – again, it goes to show you, man, you just never know. I mean, they look they looked down and out a couple weeks ago, and now what? They've gone like 12-3 and three over the last five series or 10-2 and two over the last four or something like that. I mean, they're just – they're crushing, man. They're crushing. So, yeah, they're, they're probably going to end up being a host. Anyway, um, I'm very excited to see Mick Gillis and Lee Coy back in the lineup tonight. Are they both going to play? Are they, are they going yeah. to play? For sure. They're, well, Tip puts out with a wrist injury. Yeah. So, Mick Gillis comes back today. Wow. Lee, okay. Lee Coy goes back to third, and Messina go back to catcher. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, that could have been a somewhat a problem. I, maybe just the pitcher felt like they had to be perfect because of, because of the in, injuries. And, you know, maybe they just felt like the pressure was on them because of the, you know, whole, I got to be perfect because I ain't got a good lineup right, right. now. Yeah. But 
it's nice to get, you know, get, I'm not saying French has been bad. French is not. But it's nice to get Tippett and French out the lineup. Mm. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I like Tippett, but he, he's been, you know, hadn't been great this year. We'll just leave it at that. So, now nah, I'm excited to get those guys back, man. I mean, McGillis, obviously, you know, it's crazy. I saw a stat yesterday. He was he was 7 for 12 in SEC play when he got hurt. So, getting him back, an experienced bat, um, you know, one of your one of your best bats, I would say, too. I mean, I, I'm excited to get Wimmer back. I think that is a absolute. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply glue guy for this ball club and I, I think he's yeah I, I think he's a a much bigger piece than maybe even people give credit for I really do think so um and there have been some of the problem much the leadership was probably on the bench and you know not playing and like I said in the pitcher's mind you know it's a mental state I gotta be perfect yeah I, I gotta I gotta come out here and stub <clears throat> across the scoreboard yeah for sure no for sure anyway, well I think we're expecting a big. I think we're expecting a big dub today, but uh, two huge weekends, man, to close it out. Two huge weekends. I mean, it goes without saying. Yes, Wimmer's back next next Tuesday. By the way. Okay, next Tuesday. All right. Gotcha. And said, you go ahead and post this because Kingston said this on the radio yesterday. Oh, said all the things you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Have you heard uh, Eli Jersen back out for the year? Uh. I heard he got evaluated. That is that is apparently I was told Jamie Bradford on Inside the Gamecock said that uh Eli Jerzenbeck out for the year and probably all of next year. Tommy John. Yeah. I heard that uh that Sucks. he was getting wedding a second.
stuff she does not want out. So I did have her permission to post this. Uh, according to the Braves do- doctors, the Dodgers doctors, the Rangers doctors, and the Atlanta Falcons doctors, Noah Hall broke his uh, had a stress fracture in his lower back, back, and uh, they said that it's up to Carolina if mm. they, they want him to pitch again. But Kingston has shut him down for the rest of the year. Yeah. And he has a COVID. He has COVID year available if he chooses to come back. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I've heard as well with him being out for the year. So we, uh, we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, I, I, you know, I don't see him pitching again this season. So uh, most at least, I can't wait. I, I just um, just kind of curious. I don't know how you feel about how Lecoy and uh. McGill is picked back up after being out a significant time. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel sure. about these last two weeks? I feel like they're very important weeks. I feel like if you can uh, if you can win one of them mm-hmm. and take if you get two out of three out of one and take one out of the other, you're still an eight seed, but if you lose both of them, you're kind of like a, you know, maybe 10 or 11 seed. Yeah, I mean, listen, four and two are better over the next six SEC games. You're a top eight national seed. Uh, three and three are worse, and I think you'll have to win a couple in Hoover to get back into that discussion. But, um, I mean, you're going to be a regional host, obviously, no matter what. But, yeah, I, I think you need to go four and two or better over the last six SEC games, kind of lock it up. You know, at that point, I don't think Hoover would matter all that much. Um you know, you'd rather not go two and Q, but I don't think it would matter all that much. Like I said, three and three or worse. I, I think you probably need to do some work in Hoover to get that. It's going to depend a lot too, right? What do other teams do? Um, what do other teams do around you in the rankings? But yeah, you, you want to lock up your spot, man. Go 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 four and two in the final six, and I think you've got it. So, Skyline, I appreciate the call, my guy. We're, we're going to rock and jump into a break, but uh, always oh, great. Fine, no, yeah, yeah. I, always great you. to hear from you. Go Cox. Go Cox. Appreciate you, Skyline. Great stuff from Skylar Davis, and I, I could be wrong because I see Dakota talking about uh, Jersey back to come back next season. Is it not a 12-month recovery for Tommy John? Is it now nine months? I mean, I, I could be totally wrong. Um, as far as I know, a full recovery takes that 12 months. Again, I could be wrong. I, I guess maybe some guys have come back sooner. But again, this is just coming from Jamie Bradford. This is coming from Jamie Bradford. To your point, it does not take 18 months for Tommy John. That is more like your labrum surgeries. Those are really, really tricky. Um, And it might be a thing, Dakota, where honestly, if it took 10 months, they'd be like, do we really want to rush him back? I mean, I I don't know. I I don't know. As far as I knew, Tommy John's a year or maybe 10 to 12 months. You just don't want to rush guys back. Um, This is, again, what Jamie Bradford said on their show. So either way, though, it does not sound like Eli Jerzenbeck will pitch the rest of this season. That is for sure. Guys, let's go ahead and jump into our first break. On the side, hey, I want to hear from you. Your questions, comments, calls, and more. On the other side, you're tuned into the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, your comments, your calls. 843-790-3377. The phone lines are open here on this Tuesday. Whatever you guys want to discuss, we're rocking and we're rolling here on this Tuesday. Again, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for the continued love and support. Uh, 
Guys, talked about this morning, do you believe in the hot, cold, hot theory? And what I mean by that is what we talked about yesterday. Maybe the Gamecock slump is coming at the best possible time. You know, if on the other side is the upswing, the hot streak, maybe you could argue this is just what the doctor would. I know that's crazy because it's like you can't control when you get hot, get cold, but it's like you just hope you're playing your best baseball when it's when it matters most. Anyways, let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Robbie Davis, Zachary Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Robbie Davis going once. Robbie Davis going twice. Robbie Davis going three times. Okay, Robbie, I don't know what just happened, but try to call back in. <laughs> I don't know what just happened to Robbie Davis. Something went, happened with the phone line. I don't know what exactly went down to Robbie Davis just now. We'll try to get Robbie Davis back on the line. Yeah, I don't I don't think Tommy John's 14 to 18 months. Um, definitely not. I, I, I just always heard a year. All right, let's try to get him back on here. Call from Robbie Davis. You got me. Okay. For some reason it didn't go through on my end. Um you can hear me? I can hear you now, Robbie. What's going on? Okay. Um, I'm going to give you two things. I'm going to give you my prediction, and I thought, I thought I, I'm going to give you my thoughts on the um, Trevian Robinson hire, okay, since you were on your vacay when all that yeah. went down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. My prediction for tonight or later on today since it starts at 4, Mm-hmm. Um, is um, five to three South Carolina mm-hmm. because our fielding has not been so great the last several weeks. Our pitching hasn't been so great, but I think we I think we bounced back after having an abysmal uh, weekend in Kentucky, and if we can somehow get back in the groove i think we take we uh, take tonight's game five to three and my thoughts on oh who's pitching for us tonight by the way james hicks is actually getting a start which i think is really really interesting but uh yeah james hicks will be on the bump i like i like james hicks i think i think he deserves it Mm -hmm. uh People out. I definitely think he deserves it after the way he after the way he's been pitching. But um, and my thoughts on the uh, Trayvon Robinson hire. I love it. I love it almost just about as much as I love the fact that we've got Sam Beamer. And the reason why I love that we've got Trayvon Robinson is one, he was on the 2010 team. Okay, if my memory, if my memory serves me correctly, he was on the twenty. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. He knows what it takes to 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 be that that defense that is good enough to be in the conference championship, and he knows what it takes to get to a conference championship. So I am very excited to see how he does, because whenever he was at Georgia State. Like you said before, a couple several weeks ago, before he got there, they were they went two and ten, 
and then after he got there, they went 10 and 2. Yes, the competition is different for Georgia State than it is for the SEC, but, and he also played in the SEC, obviously, because he played for South Carolina. So he knows what it takes to, to be a dominating defense in the SEC. So I am very excited to see how he recruits and how he coaches them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got some great insight and intel, man, from uh, and thoughts on the hiring from Brad Lowing that will drop on the podcast Thursday that, um, you know, obviously Brad Lowing coached Travian Robertson. So hearing him talk about it and, you know, echoing a lot of the things that uh, – a lot of the things that – you know, you're saying for sure. I think you'll be really excited to hear mm-hmm. it. But I, listen, I, I'm I'm excited to, I'm excited to to that Travian's on staff. I mean, I think it's it's obviously a huge value add across the board, whether it be you know just specifically coaching the defensive line, recruiting, continuing yeah. to build the culture within the building. I, I, I it's a win across the board for sure. And I think he's a JC Sherbert talked about this last week. He's an up and comer, rising star in the coaching ranks, and excited to see the work he does with this defensive line. So. Um, I don't think you'll find Absolutely. a Gamecock fan out there who's not thrilled about this one. If you find one that's not thrilled, I would check their heart rate. Make sure they're still living. Mm-hmm. Indeed. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm really excited for it. He, he definitely seemed excited for it. Yeah, In dude, for sure. I mean, it's a, it's a – it's a dream come true. You know, we had him on the show back in 2019. And I, oh, yeah. He mentioned, you know, at the end of that interview just about how awesome it'd be to come back to Carolina. I mean, it's, it's a dream come true for him. So, um, I'm yeah. excited for him, and I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic for him. Great opportunity. And, again, I think it'll work well for all parties involved. And, and just like with Beamer, right, it's going to take time for, for Travian to get the right guys it's going to take time it's not going to be changed overnight it's you, you've got to take the punches and and take the punches whenever you whenever you get knocked down and you get back up and brush yourself off and just keep on moving like i always say just keep on trucking because there's going to be times this year i can guarantee you where that defensive line's not going to look great so, but I definitely think he's he's the he's the right guy that's probably can can, can get it done. Hmm. No, for sure. I, I'm, so I'm excited. I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited I'm about so Travian. This this defensive front needed to be uh, needed a recharge. I think Travian's got to do it. Robbie, always appreciate you calling in, my guy. Always a pleasure. And uh, we'll see how close your prediction is today from the baseball game. Oh, of course. Hey, I hope. I hope it. I hope it. Regardless, I hope it's a dub. I don't care if we win one nothing or two to one. I just want us to win because all that all I did is just give a prediction. Okay. Mm-hmm. For so sure. I just I just want us to get the dub. Yeah, for sure. Because losing is losing sucks. <laughs> so. <laughs> Breaking news: losing sucks. No, well said, my friend. I I, <laughs> I appreciate you, Robbie. You're the man. Thank you, buddy. Have a great rest of your uh, Tuesday. Yeah, man, you too. Appreciate you. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. Uh, Let's get into your questions here. Above average, what's up, man? He said, what's up, Dad? I don't know if this is the real above average Gamecocks or one of the uh, 
one of the fake accounts. I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's see. feel like a lot of the conversation today is going to Tommy John surgery. I, I did see where Bryce Harper came back after 161 days, but yeah, he's DHing and not playing outfield. So um, I think that's obviously a different situation, a different situation. Talk cocky with me. What's up, man? Appreciate you tuning in. What's going on? What's going on? Happy Tuesday to all. How about this? Just checked. First pitch, uh, weather at first pitch, 90 degrees in Cola. It is officially summer. It is officially summer. High of 92 in Greenville today. Robbie Davis, what did he lock in? Five to three for his prediction. I've got eight to one. Gamecocks getting the dub. I mean, obviously, this is just a big game for getting confidence back. Interesting decision to start James Hicks. You know, Eli Jerzenbeck out with the injury, whether it's today or it's a month or it's the rest of the season or it's a year. He's in doubt. He's undoubtedly out with that injury. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I starting James Hicks, maybe it's one of those things, you know, he had a rough outing over the weekend. So this could be something. It'll probably be a Johnny Holstaff type of a Johnny Holstaff type of game. So I think, you know, starting Hicks could be a positive because, you know, he, he had a rough outing, get him his, get him his confidence back, right? Give him an opportunity to get his confidence back, throw two or three innings, you know, and then you start to get your guys out there, get everybody some work. Um, you know, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know a ton about North Florida baseball, but let's change that. Let's change that really quickly. North Florida, 25 and 23 overall. They're 11 and 13 in their conference. Currently on a three-game winning streak. 18 and 12 at home, 7 and 11 on the road. Let's see notable opponents. They lost to Florida, 7 to 2 back on March 14th. They beat UCF, which beat Clemson sucks. So that's a quality win. Uh, beat USF. Um, let's see, USF, they beat them, they beat USF twice, beat USF 10 to nothing. How about beat Florida State in 10 innings, 15 to 14 on April the 19th? How about that? Lost again to Florida on April the 25th, 6 to 2. Lost to UCF May 2nd, 16 to 10, which was last week. And they're coming off a sweep of North Alabama. So, I mean, that quality club, not great, but I mean, not bad, not bad. Let's take a look at the stats. They're hitting 292 as a ball club at a 6.66. Oof, evil ERA. 6.66 ERA, hitting 292 as a club. So, should be a fun game. Should be a fun game, but I think the Gamecocks should obviously get the dub. Um... Yeah, so uh, let's see. I got a text here. 843-790-337. Guys, if you don't want to text that number, you're more than welcome to do so. Just found out, happy birthday. Yunkle Boudreaux, 54 today. 54 years young. Happy birthday, Yunkle Boudreaux. Shout out to the Yunkle Boudreaux. Uh, we got another text. Not a question, but I feel like people who say you're a negative don't understand that you used to play and you would say the same thing if you were still playing. I mean, man, would it be negative to say that I was dog shit in college? I mean, it's not negative. I just was. I just, I, I, you talk about a head case. I was the definition of a head case in college. Uh, that was my biggest problem was mental. Just got to college and I don't know, just mentally just was not there. Was not, 
was not on point, and I got shelled. That's the funny thing. People try to dog me on social media about my ERA and call it, bro. I know I got shelled. I was there. <laughs> I was there. I was the one throwing the ball. Um, Let's see. Talk cocky with me. Says trying to be like you, not as big or as good as you. Let's hope one day I can get as big as you. I mean, talk cocky with me. I, I appreciate the kind words. I'm I'm just a dude out here doing the thing. And I, again, I, I say the more the merrier creators, supporting creators. I, again, I'm going to assume this is actually the real talk cocky with me. I know that people can make accounts on YouTube. And I know, and the only reason I say that because somebody has made above average Gamecocks and it was not PDOX. I don't know if this is actually talk cocky with me from social media, but Bro, I believe in creators supporting creators, man. And we all talk Gamecocks, and we all come from our different angles and our different perspectives, and everybody's putting out different types of value out there. And, dude, I I, I support, you know, you can make it as big as you want to. I really do believe that. You can do anything. You can do anything you want. Um, I'm just a, a normal dude just who talks too much into a microphone. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, anyways, I fully support, and you ever want to chat more than uh, – more than welcome to do so. So let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Again, guys, excited for the game. I think again, this is uh, a, a this is a great opportunity for the Yardcocks to build back some confidence, build some momentum, if you will. Um, you know, North Florida, solid club, but a four o'clock first pitch, four o'clock first pitch should be a good crowd at Founders Park and uh you know you need to get the momentum before a big road weekend going to Fayetteville to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. So, so. Mm-mm-mm. Ethan says, do we still think Kingston's safe no matter what? And what would it take if we gave the job to Mike Lee or Landon Powell? My goodness. First thing is this guys, I don't see Landon Powell getting hired. I, I just do not see it. I love Landon. We had Landon on the show last year. That was so cool. When we had Landon Powell call into the show, that was incredible. But I would say this, this is with all due respect, just because you're dominating D2 at North Greenville, I don't think it means it's just a no-brainer. Oh, he's going to dominate the SEC. Like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, if I'll say this. If Landon Powell wants the South Carolina job, if that's his goal, which I don't know that it really is. I I don't know that it is. But if that was his goal, I think he'd be wise to take a job at a school like, for example, Skyler Mead going to Troy or take a job at a smaller D1. Because you got to show some promise that you can actually win on this level. Like going D2 to D1 coaching, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Lynn Turner, I think I saw that Petri has fallen behind the freshman home run race. Looks like teams have learned how to pitch to him. Well, I mean, again, Lynn, we talk about slumps and who's in a slump and who isn't. And I mean, Ethan Petri's not immune to that. He is human. Believe it or not, he is human. I mean, the pace that he was on was so torrid. It was it was unrealistic to think he could keep that up. He's still a really good baseball player, but, you know, he's hit a bit of a rough patch, which, I mean, it happens to every single freshman. Um, what is it, Condone now, I think, is at 22? And I think, yeah, he's at 21. So, he'll get that 22nd. He'll hit his 23rd. And But, you know, I, I think that uh, Yaron Peters' single-season home run record of 29, I think that one's probably safe, unless, unless – you know, I don't want to doubt Ethan Petrie because if he gets hot again, 
if he gets hot again, um, you know, who knows? Sky's the limit. Dakota USC, he needs to be an assistant here first for me to like the move first at head coach or a smaller D1. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I, I think so for sure. I mean, there's levels to it, and you just you don't see you don't see many SEC schools hiring a D2 head coach. I don't give a damn where they played. I mean, it's all due respect. But again, I think Landon Powell would understand that, right? Like, you know, you need to be able to sell the hire when you do it. And I mean, the fact he played at USC is great. But I mean, let's see him go build his own program at a D1 level. That, that's all I'm saying. Because it is different building at D2, right? You're not just going to be able to, you know, I know at North Greenville, they they, and I'm not going to pretend to know exactly how North Greenville recruits, but... You know, at North Greenville, they recruit high school kids for sure. But, I mean, they benefit a lot, as we all know, from taking guys from South Carolina, from the Division I level. And, you know, whether it be they didn't get playing time or academics or whatever it might be, they take these guys and, and they pick them up. And so they stack this basically D1 caliber roster at the D2 level. And there's a lot of good players at D2, but just from a sheer depth standpoint and stuff standpoint, it's different. It's, it's just flat-out different, right? Talent standpoint, it is different. So, um, it, that doesn't mean that that he'd be able to do that at South Carolina, right? doesn't mean that. What do we think about Logan Diggs? What do we think about Logan Diggs? Was looking at his stats yesterday. Six foot, 214, running back out of Notre Dame. Obviously visited South Carolina over the weekend. Here we go. Statistics. Logan Diggs last year. 165 carries for 822 yards, four touchdowns. He averaged 68.5 yards per game. He also caught 10 passes for 211 yards and two touchdowns. I'm almost positive one of those touchdowns. Came against the Gamecocks. So, how do we feel about Logan Diggs? I think he is an immediate starter at South Carolina. I, I really do. And again, guys, like when we speak on the running back room, we're not even talking disrespectfully about, like, I like Juju. I like Juju's game. I think Juju McDowell has got a significant role on this football team. I like to carry on Joyner. I like to carry on Joyner's game. I love his athleticism. I love the wrinkle he brings to the offense back there. I liked what I saw from Mario Anderson. I like the size. I like the physicality. I like the fact that he's carried the load for a football team before. Granted, it wasn't at the D1 level, but he's been the guy. I think he was a finalist for the Division II's version of the Heisman. So I like that. Outside of those three, realistically, does Turbo Miller factor in? if he's even eligible, does DJ Twitty factor in? Does Nathan Harris Wainick factor in? Probably not. Hey, Dontavius Braswell, the true freshman. We haven't seen anything from him, but four-star running back. You watch his film, I, 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 you like what you see from him. But I think we could probably all agree that if a guy like Logan Diggs chooses South Carolina he's going to be your starting running back. Like, that. it's it's just, we talked about what do the Gamecocks need to do in the portal? Running back and edge. And at running back specifically, what were the qualities you were looking for a guy? I said just simply somebody who is proven at the power five level. 
He didn't lead Notre Dame in rushing last year. He was second. But, I mean, nobody else on this roster has had an 822-yard season. I don't even think anybody else on this roster has rushed for 822 career yards. I don't think Juju McDowell has. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Let's see. Juju McDowell. In two years of football, 467 yards, four touchdowns. So he's been productive, right at about four yards a carry. He was 3.5 yards per carry last year, 4.8 when he broke out as a freshman, which he actually had more rushing yards as a true freshman than he had um, than he had last year. Also very dynamic out of the backfield, as I literally see on my screen, a replay of the 65-yard catch or 65-yard catch and scamper he had in the game against the Tigers up there at Death Valley on the fourth down. Who recalled that? That that was one of the best plays of the season, by the way. A great play. Great play in that game. He had 24 catches for 205 yards, one touchdown. So he's dynamic out of the backfield from that sense. He can catch the football. He can make plays in different ways, but I think we all agree he's not that bell cow guy. When I think of fourth and one, is he getting the ball? Is Dak getting the ball? Is Mario Anderson getting the ball? You just don't have that true RB1. I think Diggs could be that guy. I think we'd all agree. I think Diggs absolutely could be that guy. Uh, Gamecock JT, what's up, man? What's going on? Let's see. Chat popping off here on a Tuesday. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, the guts to call that play on fourth down was incredible. For sure. That was a gutsy play call. Gutsy, gutsy play call. Uh, Dakota USC, Mario Anderson has. I think you're referring to me saying that somebody who has carried the load for a football team. I've been at the power five level, Dakota. I, I know that Mario Anderson has been an RB1. I mean, he's absolutely, and I literally said that, he's been the bell cow back for a football team. Absolutely. But at the power five level. I'm not saying that Mario Anderson or to carry on Joyner or any of those guys could not do it. But I think for competition's sake, for just the health of the running back room and 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 our feelings around it, I think it would help tremendously to say, well, we know for a fact we've got a guy in there who has done it at this level and done it at a high level, and he's been very productive. Because, again, right now, the carry-on joiners never played running back. I mean, he's, he's carried the ball, obviously, but he's never gone into a season playing running back. Juju McDowell, the most he's ran for in a season is 248 yards. And Mario Anderson has never taken a snap at Division I, much less Power 5 or SEC. So it would make us feel a lot better about the position. Because I can tell you guys right now, if you don't add anyone, which do the preseason magazines, I mean, does it matter? No, it's all just a talking point for us. But if you don't add anybody, you can expect to see the running back, when they do the, the position units for the conference, South Carolina might have the 14th rated running back room, truly. Maybe 13th. I don't know who is worse. 
And I know that might sound harsh. Again, people are going to say that I'm being negative, or and some will. This is not negative. This is just an honest evaluation of who is on this roster right now. Right? So anyways, anyways, digs will be big. I know LSU's the other team, and I, I think somebody told me yesterday he's like 100% crystal balled to LSU. So we'll see if Shane Beamer can work his magic. Um, okay, sorry about that. We were not hacked. Uh, this actually brings me into, and I'll wait to get the chat to pop back up. Uh, let's see. All right. Yeah, we're back. Um, no, nobody hacked. So this is the other thing. I was talking about a lot of business updates and stuff beginning of the show. I actually, this morning, ordered a new camera. So in case you guys are wondering, this is not streamed from my MacBook camera. We used to do that. I'm actually on like, like a Logitech camera that I was gifted by somebody. My guy, uh, Phil Ballou. Shout out Phil. Shout out Phil, who's donated. He actually gave me this football back here, signed by Steve Spurrier. And he wrote a message on it. Really, really cool stuff. Anyways, though, as of this morning, I did order a new camera, the newest, latest version of this Logitech camera, because I think, honestly, the reason that the glitching happens is because of the camera. Because every single time it glitches, the camera goes out. And I think it may just be because this is an old camera, whatever. I don't know. I mean, it's done the job. But uh, hopefully by tomorrow, well, after tomorrow's show, because it'll, it'll get here in the mail. But uh, these the, the glitching issues, the, the, the hackers, I don't know, it's not hackers, man. It's just technology being, being silly. Um, hopefully, and I think that will fix the issues. And also, the camera quality, the video quality, the picture quality should be much, much better. So I appreciate all, you, all of you, your patience. Thank you so much. I, I apologize for... I apologize the... Uh, the the some of the glitches and the technical difficulties we have on a, on a you know on a uh, it feels like a pretty consistent basis honestly it really does it really does but we'll be all right it will be all right really excited to get this new camera and again it should solve the problems and the issues guys that being said let's go ahead jump into another break on the other side I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions your comments your calls and more on the other side you're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls. 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377 here on this Tuesday. Coleman Hall says this. Let's get right back into your questions. Uh, a running back that needs to be force-fed carries is probably one of the worst things that can happen to this team. Well, Coleman, I mean, obviously... Nobody wants to add a back to we're gonna we're gonna add somebody to force feed carries. But I mean, I think you'd agree that having a capable running back is something that would be, you know, Spencer Rattler and uh Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells need help, right? They need help. So um, you know, some sort of running game, man. Guys, really excited. Speaking of running game, stopping a run. And uh, my guy, Travi, I'm sure he's tuned in. He always comments about running the ball, stopping the run. You're going to love the conversation that drops Thursday with Brad Lawing, Coach Brad Lawing, because we talk specifically, of course, as you can imagine, about running the ball, stopping the run, the importance of that. I mean, hell, I literally asked him, hey, what do you, you know, as, as Coach Beamer evolves as a coach, what are the things that 
you'd like to see him do or just anything in particular. He literally said, they got to run the ball, they got to stop the run. He was like, last year was inexcusable the way they could not stop the run. So, anyway, that's just a little nugget. A lot of great stuff from Coach Lowing, though. And, again, I, I say this. Um, thank you so much to Brad Lowing, to his family. They, they've been extremely kind and gracious to me and, and friendly. And I think the first time I had Coach Lowing on the show was back in, I think it was 2020. Either No, maybe it was 2021. Uh, yeah, it was 2021. It was 2021 because Coach Beamer had been hired. It was 2021, though, like summer of 21, and we had him on a couple of times at 10 Roof over the last year or two. And then uh, I've been to his house now twice. So really cool stuff, man. Coach Lowing, like I said, a, a living legend. Y'all also keep Coach Lowing in your prayers because his wife is going in for major surgery tomorrow. Um, just keep Coach Lowing and, and his family in your thoughts. Um, great people. They're great people. I mean, the, the Lowings are incredible. His son is doing – Great things. His son is doing great things uh, in the coaching ranks as well. Really great stuff. So, um, Dakota USC, why are we talking about every sport women's basketball? Do you want to talk about women's basketball? I'm down. Let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I'd love to. What do you want to speak on? Um, what do you what do you want to speak on? So Skyland says, Talmadge, Lee Croy to play second. McGillis will DH today. Just great to see them back in the lineup. Just great to see them back in the lineup more than anything, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Great to see them back in the lineup. Coleman Hall, this O-line has taken a step back. We couldn't run with a five-star bruiser last year. And when we ran, it was almost a waste of a play. We did struggle. I mean, Coleman, you know, I, I know nobody... <laughs> So many, you know, I, the, the source of this statistic is Mark Ryan, everybody's favorite. But, I mean, this is something you could just easily go look up. I mean, it is crazy to think the Gamecocks went 8-4 and four in the regular season and finished outside of the top 100 in running the ball and stopping the run. I mean, those are two statistics that it goes without saying have to improve. I, I just, bottom line, they have to improve. They have to improve. Um, and which is more likely to take a big step forward? I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Dakota, okay. You're, you're referencing Twitter the other day. You know, I listen, I, I saw it. That was, I, I stayed far. I stayed far away from it, my friend. That's, yeah, crazy, crazy. But, but, but to your point, though, I will say this. I actually do agree. I think there is a section of the fan base that for whatever reason only likes women's basketball but doesn't really like the other sports you know what I mean like I, I don't know it, it is kind of interesting I, I don't know I mean I think all of Gamecock Nation loves Gamecocks women's basketball but they've also got like an extra this extra sector of fans that only are women's basketball fans which is interesting but I mean I guess every every sport has their niche every sport has their niche group I'm sure there's some people that only pull for baseball or, or whatever uh, I don't know. What's your opinion on another Gamecock women's basketball legend not signing with Under Armour? I mean, not really surprising. Um, I mean, there's a lot of great brands out there, and I'm sure when it comes to, I mean, once you leave South Carolina, there's no there's no loyalty towards a brand. Just because you had Under Armour in college, that means absolutely nothing. That means absolutely nothing. Um, let's see. T -t 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 
Travi, like you've said it also a million times, the team that can move the player where they want the opposing player to go and impose their will is generally the team that wins. Yeah, Travi, it's 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 really that simple. It's really that simple. I mean, if you can line up across the man in front of you and move him in which direction you want him to go, I mean, that's, you know, you ask any football guy, blocking, tackling, it still comes down to those basic fundamentals, right? And that's, you know, you look at a school like Georgia. They just got more big bodies up front that can move guys around than anybody else. Now, there are other factors, right? And what what starts, let's say, quote, unquote, the downfall of a program. Like, if you miss on quarterback, that's a that's a pretty big deal. That's a pretty big deal if you miss on the quarterback position. But, um, you know, that's why Georgia and Bama, that's why they're up there. They, they've got those big bodies up front, the, the physicality. You know, it's interesting that the more that, the foot, you know, the game of football goes to spread, everything spread out. It's a team like Georgia that is winning the national championship, right? A team that's physical. And I'm not saying they don't get, cre- get creative on offense. Talk about physicality, right? You talk about physicality. So. Uh, Luke RJ said, what's the new point guard's name for wins basketball? She looks like she's going to be better than Destani Henderson. Uh, is it Popo from Oregon? Is that it? Brandon mentions the freshman full Wiley is a beast. Indeed. Coleman Hall, the desire for a great running back right now is kind of like wanting to lease a Ferrari for a year or two if you're lucky even though you don't have a driver's license and won't have one for two or three years. That's an interesting comparison, Coleman. Um, that's an interesting comparison. I mean, Coleman, I, I just, again, I simply want one that I, I, I agree with you. I, I understand what you're saying, Coleman. Like, you don't want to force feed, force the run. I, I get it. I get it. I- Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get it. But you need to be able to run the ball when you need to run it. You see what I'm saying? Like, you need you need a you need a big-time back. Is it not Gamecock, JT? Is it not Destani Henderson? I didn't think it's Destiny Henderson. It's Destani. I thought it's D-E-S-T-A-N-N-I. Right? Am I wrong? Have I been saying that wrong forever? Is it is it Destiny? Is that how you say it? Maybe I've been saying it wrong all these years. I have no... I thought it was Destani Henderson. I, I don't know. Maybe I get... I'm getting a little too fancy with it, I guess. Getting a little too fancy with it. Mm-mm-mm. Let's see... Mm-mm-mm-mm. NC State also has a running back in the portal, Demi Sumo Karngbay. I may have messed that up too. Um, so again, we're all just kind of waiting on a welcome. Home. I, I tell you this: as much as baseball is, because we we were talking about content earlier in the show the way you attack content and everything. 
this feels like, I don't know, this feels like the time of year we get really creative with content. You know, we did those top five lists last summer, top five this, top five that, top five quarterbacks, top five whatever. I don't know. That's something. Also, guys, something that will probably change, that will change, that will change. Let me not say probably. It will change. So what we've normally done, TDC rocks noon to two. The podcast version of this show drops at three. The way we distribute the content, that's going to change, right? That's going to change. Also, the time in which we release that podcast is going to change, right? So, normally we've dropped it at three just because it's convenient when I can get it up. But it makes more sense to let the podcast drop at five o'clock on people's commute home. So, we will probably start doing that. We will start doing that, I'll say, today. We'll, uh, the podcast version of TDC will release at 5 o'clock. It'll release at 5 o'clock. <laughs> Get a TSUS deal for Rocket Sanders. I, I, I don't have enough money to outbid the people that uh, want his services, I think. Also, I don't think he's leaving Arkansas. Coleman says, screen to juice over a handoff to Lloyd. To beat Clemson. Well, I mean, Coleman, again, you got to run the ball. Coleman, we cannot go throughout the season going 90-10 past the run. I, I get what you're saying, man, but there's just no way. I mean, do you think so? I don't I don't think we're going to. Like, we're going to want to run the ball. I mean, it's just bottom line. We're going to run. We're going to want to run the ball. That's it. We're going to want to run the ball. So, you got to run. Oh, it is, it is pronounced destiny. Okay, well, my bad. I never knew that. Lynn Turner says, I like all Gamecock sports, including women's basketball. I kept official stats for five years while I was there. How about that? Very cool. Very, very cool, Lynn. That's a cool gig. John Gibbs says, once the O-line gets beefed up, then we really won't need a stud running back. Trust me, I would like a stud running back with a great O-line, an average running back can thrive. John, that brings me to this debate that I, I don't know if we've had on these airwaves before. I don't know if we've had on these airways, but I was asked this, and I've asked others this as well. What would you rather have? An average O-line with an elite running back or an elite O-line with an average running back? So, for example, average O-line, Marcus Lattimore. Or would you rather have elite O-line and... I don't know. Who do you want to use as an example? <laughs> Who do you want to use as an example? And I agree with Coleman, though. Uh, elite O-line. But I, but I tell you, but I'll tell you this. There's a difference in having a guy like Marcus Lattimore and, and, and versus an average running back. There's a difference for sure, man. For sure. But I would also take elite O-line because the game is so much about passing now. You need that elite O-line. You need that elite O-line to give your quarterback time and um. Yeah. So I would. I would all. I would also go elite offensive line. I would also go elite offensive line. Mm -mm -mm. Let's see. Let's do a little drive around the SEC. What are the games today? Gamecocks, of course, taking on North Florida at four o'clock. That's on SEC Network Plus. Louisville taking on Vanderbilt. How about that? ESPN2 game, 6 o'clock tonight. 
Tennessee taking on Austin PA at 6.30. Kentucky, Tennessee Tech at 6.30. Uh, Alabama, Troy, which does not look like it's even going to be televised anywhere. Anywhere. That's interesting. Mississippi State, Memphis at 7. Samford hosts Auburn. That's always like Auburn plays some weird midweeks. Samford hosts Auburn, 7 o'clock first pitch. Texas A&M and UT Rio Grande. Is that right? Grande or Grand? <laughs> See, I, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm lost today with the words. A&M, UT Rio at 7. And then finally, LSU and Northwestern State at 7.30. So, of course, the feature game tonight, Louisville and Vandy at 6 o'clock. Gamecocks. I don't know if it's maybe because of travel or something with North Florida. I don't know why that game today is at 4 o'clock, but it is. Um, <laughs> so, Pack Tuesday, slate of baseball in the SEC. Excited to watch the Yardcocks and a big game just for confidence, man. Just getting back on the right side of things. You know, I, I mentioned that, hey, maybe hitting the slump's the best thing. Well, for that to be the case, there's got to be that upswing on the other side, right? There has to be that upswing on the other side. So. Mm-mm-mm. Let's see. We got a question here. Quintavious Johnson. Apparently, he says he's going to commit soon. I'll be honest with you. I don't know a lot about this guy. I do not know a lot about him. But let's look. Defensive lineman out of Atlanta, Georgia. I don't even see the Gamecocks. Are they on his offer list? Okay, yeah, there's South Carolina. Yeah. There's South Carolina. Yeah, he's got offers from tons of schools. Ole Miss, Tennessee, North Carolina, Mississippi State, Kentucky. Um, 65255 again out of the state of Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, yeah, not exactly sure on him. Does he have Twitter? <laughs> I do not see him on Twitter. Anyways, guys, appreciate you all tuning in, the love and the support um, all across the business, whether it be the Daily Crow, the podcast, the merchandise. I was really, really excited about some things behind the scenes we will be doing that uh, is going to enhance the consumer experience for everyone and some things I'm excited to attack. And like I said, guys, had one of those conversations last night on the way home from our convo with Brad Lowing that just was a mind-blowing eureka light bulb type of moment. Just a light bulb type of moment. And uh, just really excited to execute on that. Really excited to execute on that. And um, the beautiful thing is that I know that we'll have you guys. You guys will have our back, the love, the support, everything else. John Gibbs, Noah Hall going out is when we started to dip a little bit on the diamond. Number one. And number two, guys, got to be on point. When the pitching staff's getting messed up with injuries or whatever, then you're going to have problems. The offense cannot bail you out every time. I mean, it's very simple, John. I mean, the last two weekends, you have not pitched well. 
And your pitchers are your tone setters. Your pitchers are your tone setters, right? A 9.87 ERA from your starting pitchers. It's that, 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 just stop it there. Just that tells you everything you need to know. I mean, has the offense cooled off? For sure. But I mean, when you're falling down three, four, five, six, nothing early, you start to press a little bit. You can't get comfortable. You know, I feel like this team early on when they were hot, they were getting ahead. I mean, there were some games for sure. This team showed resiliency and came back late and, and did some nice things in regards to making comebacks. But this team, this team got out ahead a lot. And it's just, you know, when you're starting pitching, it, it struggles as much as it has. And guys, I, I don't know, you know, I saw somebody in our Big Cock Club Discord talk about, you know, you should start Eli Jones on, on, uh, start Eli Jones on, on Friday. I don't think that's going to happen, but like, I don't know what the solution is with Will Sanders. Because at this point, like, I feel like he is who he is. I, and I say that while also saying that we know his potential. Like, the stuff is there. We know what he's capable of. He's done it before, but like, dude, I mean, we're getting towards the end of the season. This is the end of the season. Is he just all of a sudden going to become dominant ace Will Sanders again? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I hope so. We all hope so, but... Man, it, it's just, it has been a very, it's been a forgettable season for him. I mean, like I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, he he is the modern day Sam Dyson. That is the best way I can phrase it. He's the modern day Sam Dyson. And you guys might recall Sam Dyson on that 2010 team was a guy that high velocity, but struggled with control. And he was a guy that made pitching look very hard. As hard as he threw, he made pitching look hard. And so the numbers suffered, right? He was around a 5 ERA guy, 4.5, 5 ERA. He also threw very well in the postseason. So maybe Sanders will be that guy, but, you know, 4-3 and three with a 5.75 ERA. The numbers sort of tell the story. Do they not? They tell the story. 56 and a third innings pitch, 54 hits. Sixty-six strikeouts, but 54 hits. Hitters hitting 252 against him. I mean, guys, of, of of outside of Chris Veach, of anybody else on the roster who has double-digit appearances, that is the highest mark. Excuse me, I'm wrong. Jack Mahoney, the highest. 273 opponents are hitting off of him. Yikes. Okay. All right. With that being said, guys, let's jump into one final break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls as well. 843-790-3377. We got about 15 minutes to go. Here on this Tuesday, don't forget Gamecocks taking on North Florida at 4 o'clock. That's upcoming very, very soon. Been a while since we had a midweek at 4 o'clock, but it's a little afternoon baseball in the capital city. Excited to watch that one and see how this team bounces back from a really rough weekend, to say the least, against Kentucky. Um, It looks like, guys, the player that Shane Beamer was was speaking about in regards to a guy that did not want to necessarily compete or wanted us to guarantee him a starting job 
I think it's this player right here, Jaden Muskrat, the offensive lineman from Tulsa, who committed to Auburn last night and signed with the Tigers today. So, you know, not trying to pile on the guy, but I you connect the dots. I think that's probably the kid he was referring to. I think that's probably the kid he was referring to. Um, let me see. I'm gonna say this, John Edward. <laughs> Love you, John Edward. My best piece of advice to you, my friend. Less combative in the comments. John Edward, just comment your questions, man. Comment your thoughts. No need to go at people in the comments. It's just, there's no need. I, I'm trying to help you out, John Edward. I'm trying to help out your experience. Game Clock says, let's not speculate in that way on 19-year-olds. Well, I'm just telling you, Game Clock, Game Glocks, that Shane Beamer said that we had a kid that he wanted us to guarantee him a starting spot. He's going to another SEC school. And all I know is that... um. All I know is, is that they offered him and he's going to Auburn. I'm not saying for sure it is, but those dots would connect if it made sense. I mean, it doesn't really matter anyways. Like, whatever. It is what it is. I wish him the best of luck at Auburn. And, dude, Auburn's crushing in the portal right now. They're crushing. Getting Peyton Thorne. They get that kid. I think they got somebody else, right, like a wide receiver or something. So, um, you know, Hugh Freeze, man. Hugh Freeze is building. Hugh Freeze is building for sure. Uh, Dakota, what's your opinion about a video – a video that came out for the old Daily Crow that you said you're a big fan of Dakota. Is that true? I'm on. I'm a huge fan of Dakota. Yeah, huge fan of Dakota for sure. Gamecocks showing Gamecocks love, man. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Gamecocks showing Gamecocks love. Um, yeah, so anyways, anyways. All we got is all we need when it comes to Beamer in the portal, and he'll get the guys that South Carolina needs for sure. Um, <laughs> for sure. So, anyways, guys, I've got eight to one South Carolina tonight. How do you feel the Gamecocks will fare in this ball game? And like I mentioned. Things happening behind the scenes, guys, that I'm, I'm really, really excited about. Uh, go check out. We're going to be dropping that new mini vlog series two to three times a week where I'll just pull back the curtain and give you guys a behind-the-scenes look on, on everything that happens here and how the sauce is made and what we do. Uh, also, guys, excited. I'll go ahead and tease this. we got a convo upcoming later this week, actually, on Friday. It'll take place. Pete Fuchak. You're like, who in the world is that? Many of you know, if you tune into this show long enough, you know I'm a big Big fan of collegefootballnews.com. I've literally been reading collegefootballnews.com and, and going to that website since, like, I was in high school. Like, forever, dude. They've been around for a long time. And Pete Fuchak is the guy on collegefootballnews.com. Really excited to get him on. I don't know that they've dropped their breakdown or predictions or anything for South Carolina. They're actually starting to do that. They're dropping schedule breakdowns. It's just the more the merrier, right, when it comes to college football content. So really excited to speak with him on Friday. And that conversation will drop next week. That conversation will drop next week. So game clocks, North Florida is the most beautiful part of the country. They'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. Nine to four game cocks is what game clock, game glocks says. Nine to four. 
yeah, I think it will be a uh, it'll be a successful day, a successful day for sure for South Carolina baseball. I think that James Hicks, you'll see. I think you'll see them bounce back the right way, but just need to build some momentum, man. Going into a huge SEC weekend against the Arkansas Razorbacks at their place. Madison says I put in a volunteer application to, to the Flex Work Sports Youth Camp, sponsoring Spencer Rattler and Columbia on May twentieth. Fingers crossed, Madison. I hope you get it. That's awesome. That'd be incredible. Hope you get it. May the twentieth. Um, somebody comments Sumter, South Carolina over North Florida. Love that. John Edward, for us NFL fans, team schedules, et cetera, are dropping on Thursday night. That'll be exciting. Thursday night, NFL schedules will be released. Okay. Jacob B says the NFL is rigged. Is the NFL rigged? Is the NFL rigged? Uh, let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Like I told you guys yesterday, I'm going to try to start jumping in some more Twitter spaces, by the way. I think that's something I want to do. You know, I I, uh, I see a lot of them. I've had this Tennessee guy blowing me up in our in our DMs. He called, when I jumped into their Twitter space, he called me the pecker man. <laughs> the pecker man. So, you know, Tennessee fans, it's all love with Tennessee fans. All love. I, you know, it's and it's funny. I've heard Michael Bratton talk about this with that SEC podcast, but it's it's a really true point. South Carolina, Tennessee is turning into a very, very heated rivalry. Very heated. Because anytime there's a comment about South Carolina on Twitter, Tennessee fans are chiming in. We've all seen that Vol Equalizer guy. I think that, I think that's his Twitter name. He literally comments on every South Carolina football post, every single one of them. So anytime there's anything South Carolina, there's a Tennessee fan there. Anytime there's something Tennessee, there's Gamecock fans there. We've obviously got our guy Dalton, the Dalton the Vol hater, and our guy Brendan M, two of the biggest volunteer haters you will ever meet. It's interesting how that's sort of becoming a big-time rivalry, you know? I don't know. It's becoming a big-time rivalry. So, John Edward. John Edward, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight, John Edward. You're a Gamecocks fan, Duke basketball, Braves baseball, and Celtics NBA. And what was it? Is it Colts, John Edward? Are you a Colts fan in the NFL? Did I, did I recall that correctly? Who's your NFL team, John Edward? John Edward is all over the place when it comes to fandom. This dude is all over the place. I mean, that is, I mean, you pull for who you want to pull for. Listen, I'm not going to be like Mark Ryan and say, you're Vanguard. This, hey, do what makes you happy. I don't care who you pull for. That's your prerogative. I don't give a damn about NBA. I'll be honest. I'm just not a huge basketball guy, especially NBA. I have no interest in NBA whatsoever. Um, I mean, I don't hate it, but it just, it doesn't draw me in. I don't have a team, but, uh, that's an interesting one. Celtics. Oh, John, you're the Bills. That's right. Okay. So the Buffalo Bills, John Edwards, a Buffalo Bills fan. Being a Buffalo Bills and a Gamecocks football fan, like those two teams, that's, that takes some dedication, my friend. That takes, yeah, that's, that's, that's tough. That's tough. That is tough. Here we go. 
Arkansas Rivals site. The highest grossing football schools in the SEC. Is this, let's see, when is this from? Every spring, the U.S. Department of Education publishes an, publishes an equity and athletics data analysis showing, among other things, how much money colleges and universities generate in sports. The most recent data accounts for fiscal year 2021, which lines up with the 2021-2022 academic year. They define revenue as all revenues attribute to intercollegiate athletic activities. This includes revenues from appearance guarantees and options, contributions from alumni and others, institutional royalties, signage, other sponsorships, sport camps, all right, all the above. The SEC's 14 member institutions hauled in more than $1.13 billion during the 2021 season, which featured 13 teams in bowls and two in national championship, and two in the national championship game. Big Ten was a close second, not even $4 million behind, but neither of the other three Power Five conferences exceeded $750 million. So here's how the SEC schools, all 14, stacked up against one another. Vanderbilt coming in at 14, shocker, $33.5 million. I'm not going to read the exact number. $33.5 million. Number 13, Mizzou, $35.8 million. Number 12, Kentucky. $37.6 million. Number 11, $40.6 million. At number 10, South Carolina, $63.8 million. This is what they have to say about the Gamecocks. 2021 marked the fifth straight regular season in which the Gamecocks racked up more than $60 million in revenue. But that number was the lowest since 2016. Interesting. Between the pandemic limiting attendance and Will Muschamp's nightmarish fifth season in 2020, Shane Beaver had his work cut out for him in his first season. South Carolina players and fans alike took to Beamer Ball, in quotes. And the result was a 7-6 and six season that culminated in a Mayo Bowl victory that set the program up for an even more successful 2022. So, I think when you see these numbers drop, they're going to obviously increase from last year. Like, for sure. So, okay. So, this is, keep in mind, this is 2021, right? This is 2021. So it makes sense. Coming off the pandemic, I mean, these numbers, yeah, okay. Number nine, Ole Miss, 73.7 million. Number eight, Texas A&M, 81.5 million. Number seven, Arkansas, 84.5 million. Arkansas made more than Texas A&M. Number six, Florida, 93.2 million. Number five, LSU, 95.4 million. Number four, Tennessee, 100.9 million. Number three, Auburn, 106.7 million. Number two, Alabama, 127.6 million. And number one, the University of Georgia, 155.9 million dollars. Football revenue from 2021. Brendan, let me reiterate. Yes, the most recent data accounts for fiscal year 2021, which lines up with the 21-22 academic year. So yes, this is 2021. 2021. Because it takes you about a year to get these numbers, right? Interesting. Very interesting. Gamecocks ranked 10th in the conference in revenue for 2021. 
So, I mean, the, these numbers, I think you'll get a much better gauge and a much better read for last year, you know, because the year coming off of COVID was strange. It was strange. So, anyways. Oh, uh, Ryan Johnson. Chris, are we going to take 2024 quarterback Bradford from Chapin? I know we have Reno, but this is a four-star kid and grew up an SC fan. Why not? Let's take him. Why not? I mean, you want to keep those... Um, you want to keep those guys in state. John Gibbs, Lamont seems to be recruiting well so far. Some more craziness for next year. I tell you, I'd love to be able to talk more about men's basketball more often because they literally are just left out, and we all know why. And, John, I'll say this. I think Lamont Paris has done a good job. Obviously, he gets the, the, the big transfer from Wofford, B.J. Mack. He's done a good job, but you are right, John Gibbs. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, we only have two hours a day, and, you know, we've got the podcast, obviously, but, like, until men's basketball starts winning some games, I just I just don't know that it's really going to move the needle. It's tough. It's tough. It's a tough job, man. It's a really, really, really tough job. Coleman Hall, Chris, would you do 90 days in jail for a Gamecock football national championship, assuming it couldn't be vacated? Uh, no. No. No, I would not. <laughs> no. Bro, three months in jail? No. God, no. I would not do that. Uh, anyways, guys, Ryan Johnson, outside of yourself, who has the best Gamecock podcast and why do you like it so much? Ryan, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't consume a lot of content really at all um, outside of my, you know, I, I listen every now and then to that SEC podcast to kind of get a feel of what's going on in the conference. But I think all the other shows are great. And I think all the other shows, you know, I've mentioned this many times and I'll say this again and reiterate it that if you're a Gamecock fan, you're blessed. And I, I'm sure that other fan bases have this as well. But I tell you what, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a fan base that there are more options and there are more entities, whether people do it full-time, part-time, some of the time, whatever. Um, there are so many great entities, so many great options. I mean, there's so many different perspectives out there on the Gamecocks, and it makes for a lot of fun. It makes a lot of fun, great conversation, great banter, which is what we all love. So I'd say I don't have one I would pick, but I'd say all of them, man, I, all of them. Again, everybody can win. Everybody provides a different perspective. Everybody provides different value. And, uh, yeah, so creators supporting creators, man. It's all love. That being said, guys, it's 2 o'clock. Hey, thank you all so much for tuning in. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the support. Stay tuned to all the content, guys. Content bleeding out the eyeballs and really excited for what's down the pipeline or in the pipeline, what want to have you, what's behind the scenes, what's coming. Really excited for the changes and the, the, the updates, the, the enhancements to business, to the show, uh, again, thank you all so much for the love, support on the merchandise side of the business, the Daily Crow, the podcast, social media, everything in between. That being said, guys, hey, go Cox, beat North Florida, big game today. Uh, y'all have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.